0: Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Brand Lounge, a place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, and I'm a personal brand coach and designer, and I help small businesses to define their brand and align their marketing channels. So today, I am very excited to be joined by the wonderful Eloise Ranson, who is a web design expert at This Is Eloise, and the powerful Adina Kroll, business coach and sales expert. Thank you for joining me, guys. Thanks for, Thanks for having us. us. You're welcome. It's great to so, <laughs> so today, we've got something a little bit different for you listeners, because today is our Halloween special. So we are sharing your small business horror stories. Uh, all of these stories have been submitted over social media, but they will be kept anonymous because you'll soon find out. Um, and what we're going to do is take it in turns to read out these stories and you can get some advice and just our general reactions on how we're feeling about what we hear. So are you guys ready for this? Oh yes, Yes. Awesome. So first up I have story number one, One of my first clients asked me to meet her at her house to collect her paperwork so I could do her tax return. I turned up and she immediately told me she needed to leave to attend a meeting. So she casually waved in the direction of the lounge and told me that the receipts were in there and to get started putting them together. The receipts were literally all over the lounge, in the piano, behind sofa cushions, literally everywhere. And if that wasn't bad enough... I was effectively held hostage in her house until she returned from her meeting hours later. No way. Yeah. Needless to say, she did not last long as a client. Whoa, <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I can't believe that. I was, I was impressed with the amount of trust that this girl obviously commands, that she's just been left alone in this client's house for that amount of time. she do it. Well, yeah, I assume so, but she, she didn't keep her on as a client for too long. Yeah.
1: Part of me is glad. The other part is just like, how do, you, how do you reimburse yourself as the business owner for this mortal trauma? I know, right?
0: <laughs> I just thought it, like, I know, look, guys, I know that no one likes doing their accounts, but, you know, at least put it in a shoebox or something. Not make it a treasure hunt. That's not fun.
2: It's not cool.
0: (laughs) I'm not, I'm not even so, I mean, I was,
1: I was very surprised when you said that they were all scattered all over the floor. It's just like, Mm. Hey, yeah, but it's very easy to find. Sure. Sure. It's very easy to find. But the fact that she actually locked her in, so she couldn't get out at all. Look, you have
0: all the information that I have, but I'm going to assume no. (laughs) Just sanity checking. I always find it weird going to clients' houses though. Yeah,
2: I would have been checking the windows to see if there was a way out. <laughs> I would have, I out. would have
0: probably done the same thing. Crawl, crawled out of the bathroom window, you know, like some in Breaking Bad or something. Just like let me out. Just like casually holding, looking out the window, both hands up against the pane, waiting for the postman to walk past. Or... <laughs> just, just like write help with red lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh I just yeah not not for me not one for me accounts or otherwise
1: <laughs> I'd love to know I'd love to know how she ended the relationship with this client she he I don't know I don't um know. but how we how the relationship was ended at the end because how do you end a relationship it's just like it's just not gonna work out between the two of
0: <laughs> I can't quite put my finger on it but it might be the hours I spent in your home without you <laughs> just feel a bit caged. (laughs) Just needs to be free, man. (laughs) Awesome. Right. Uh, Adina, do you want to read your first story next? And just for the listeners, just to clarify, um, Eloise and Adina haven't heard any of these stories before. So... Yeah, (laughs) I'm very, I'm very excited. So let's get the first one
1: started. I was photographing a family and their son was getting a bit wild with a bat. Not the squeaky squeak type that Aussie would eat, but the baseball type. Anyway, talking to the family and making sure we are getting the shots, so I moved to capturing the bat kit and he slugs me in the face, loosening my front bridge force teeth. Oh God, Adina, you, you, I'm going to hell for laughing at this. <laughs> he laughs at me and carries on being himself. The parents had the look of mortal horror at what had just happened. I'm not even sure if they bought anything. My mind was on the impending
2: dental visit. <laughs> oh God. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> at least the Parents were mortified though, and weren't just like, "Oh yeah, that's just that's just how he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just little Timmy. He's like that all the time." This is why we take yeah. photographers
2: yeah. regularly. Yeah. yeah, at least catch like actually more. <laughs> but you'd
0: oh think my. they'd
1: actually apologise. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Your teeth are no longer in your mouth. Yeah,
0: allow me to pay for your new <laughs> dental work.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh god, it makes my teeth itch at the thought of it. <laughs> I mean,
1: a part of me, maybe, maybe
0: the kid was thinking to himself, you know, he gets a bit more money if he has more teeth under his pillow. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I see. So what you're saying is that this child was actually an entrepreneur in the making. right clearly
1: okay so we have to probably discuss the moral implications what you know becoming successful at the cost of someone else's um teeth is not something that i would advise
0: unless you're a dentist unless you're a dentist
1: um but even though they don't tend to really knock out your teeth without replacing them so
2: yeah. is it really bad that my first thought was oh thank god it wasn't the camera. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess, I mean, again, I think the lesson to be learned here is have insurance. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just thinking, what would I rather
2: be here? My front teeth or my Mac? But yeah, at least, you know. If Probably it's my Mac, to be honest. Then, yeah. <laughs> I think my Mac too, yeah. I mean,
1: the, I'm sure that a lot of photographers have a replacement camera if they need it.
0: Yeah. like but the the replacement is a little bit harder. I just, I really hope that it's kind of like, I've got visuals of a comedy sketch where the camera's like falling over as it's taking the photos of this kid, like slugging the photographer <laughs> in the face. The two
1: for <laughs> flying in one on. of the <laughs> <laughs> like oh, a no. <laughs> I, feel, I feel so bad for the person who had to go through this. Yeah, absolutely so bad for the person who had to go through this and I mean I hope that this is one of these stories that they can now look back on and obviously find hilarious but at the time oh it's probably sort of on the on the verge of being you know burning down entire cities (laughs) and staying so calm to the point, you know when you're so angry but like you can't move and it's just like
0: especially if there's kids involved because it's like it's frowned upon to yell at small children that aren't your own so I've heard (laughs) (laughs) although to be honest if it was a guy if it was an adult who had slugged him in the face with a baseball bat I feel like either it would be mortified on both sides because it was a complete accident or a robbery so cool um Eloise do you want to read out the first one that you've got on your list Yeah,
2: so this one, when I read it, I was just like, oh my God. So on my first morning, at my first meeting with an old client at their house, I backed out of their driveway and smashed into their incredibly expensive car I couldn't unludge my car and just sat there hysterically crying until the guy came out and just stood in a driveway staring at me. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's so horrible. <laughs> Again, it's client's homes, I swear. <laughs> And, uh, this is, sorry, so my my official. first the reaction was don't do not go meet a client at their house like who has time for that as well because you're also unless you're charging for it you've got to drive there you've got to drive back you've got the time having the meeting which let's face it most often can probably be a phone call mm. and then you know if shit like this happens like getting <laughs> locked in their house or you know get bashing their incredibly expensive car then. Yeah. You can, you can avoid that by not having client home meetings in the just first use place.
0: Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's much more commonplace now with Zoom. I think that there's a lot more so, cause I never used to do Zoom meetings. And to be honest, it was, it was you Adina, it was the first time where you were like, oh, we'll hop on a Zoom. And I was just like, oh God, she sounds so confident. This must just be <laughs> the way that we do things. And I was like, yeah, sure. And didn't think anything of it. Whereas I had never had a video call before. That was like <laughs> the first time.
1: I remember the very first time. It's almost it's almost like I've asked you to come to my house
0: and locked yeah. you in it and asked and you then to smash the car house. on your getaway. Right. Like, just to clarify, those two stories about the client being locked in the house and the smashing of the car separate people. Oh, they
2: don't. They're the same. I feel like there's a common denominator here. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meeting yeah.
0: people at their houses.
2: Yeah. Oh, the thing goodness. is, I think. If I if I had done something like that, you just have to admit fault and bite the bullet. And I Ooh. would have actually like gone up and rang the doorbell and just been like, "Look, I'm so so sorry." And also, again, if you've got insurance, mm. that will cover that. That's why it's there. These things yeah. happen. But yeah, I can I can understand the hysterical crying because yeah. That yeah. Is-
0: I just, when I read it, I just had all the feels. I was yeah. like, oh, no, like what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand the hysterical crying. It's the fact that the guy just stood there. Yeah, that's a bit weird. And also, like, I don't know about you guys. My, one of the first lessons that I think my dad drummed into me and my mum probably when I was learning to drive was never admit fault. So you'd have like that internal... Really? Yeah, they're like, never apologize. If it's your fault, if it's absolutely your fault, then yeah. But if it's kind of, I think it might just be my nature because I apologize a lot. If you just get out of the car and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you're okay. It's like, that's admitting fault. Really?
1: I I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that. But then I've I've only, touch wood, I've only ever had one accident and it was clearly my fault I came out of a came out of a side road into wanted to turn right and the other car wanted to turn right too turns out that
0: doesn't really work well at the same time I think I've only ever I've only ever had one that's done significant damage to the car one I've broken a headlight the other one was when a lorry went into me and it's kind of like this is not my fault I'm in a tiny little car so why isn't your story in these horror stories (laughs) Uh, I've got too many it would just be me (laughs) And Are you a ghost? <laughs> Are you alive? Well, it's debatable. It's quite early. i am only a second tea. <laughs> oh, it's dependent on the time of the day. It's dependent on the caffeine levels, I think.
1: <laughs> mm,
0: I can I can appreciate that. Oh my goodness. Right. So moral of the story, just like <laughs> no meetings at clients' homes, guys. Zoom. <laughs>
2: Insurance. I just do not meet at clients' <laughs> homes. Just, just jump on Zoom, have a phone call, do it in an email. It's yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, cool. So next story. Um, here we go. I had to sack a client who absolutely terrified me. It was really hard to get information from him and his team, but they were hyper, hyper critical of everything that I did. It was worse than the worst boss I ever worked for, who was once, there's a little fun fact mixed in here. So it was worse than the worst boss I ever worked for, who was once, once upon a time, a drummer for Sisu in the Banshees.
2: Susie in the
0: Banshees. Susie in the Banshees. Banshees. Apologies, guys. The spelling threw me. Um, so this boss, this guy, the client used to text her, text them at ridiculous times of the day, really rude messages, really abrupt messages, and then always paid late. Um, I put up for it for four months and then sacked him. Oh, feel that my sanity was worth more it's like the last sentence but oh my goodness
2: oh my god yeah I I was in that position last year it was like the worst client I ever had and like to the point she was just ringing me like I would wake up seven missed calls from her at eight o'clock in the morning and the final draw was when um my granddad passed away and I, I put up a Facebook post to say like you know RIP pay my respects and that and then I got an email from her straight after going I'm so sorry I stole your post does remind me though I need to talk to you because mine went and I was like get <laughs> out like that was like the straw that broke the camel's back when that happened I was like "And yeah I just wish I'd got rid of her earlier because like you say it's just not worth your Mm. sanity And and I was with her for about four months as well and I just think if I had cut my losses and just got rid of her early on I could have not avoided that horrible experience anyway, which I knew was that was coming given the red flags. And um, yeah, I could have taken on so many more clients in that time that actually respect my time and expertise. And yeah, yeah, there's some really, really entitled people out there.
0: It's just such a shame. I mean, oh, I just, I, I think everyone's experienced those clients where you want to sack them. And honestly, I think the best advice is that if if you're at that point where you don't feel that it's going to be good for you or for them moving forward then do it there are always other people out there it might just be that you're not suited it might be that it is their fault completely but and if you're on the other end of it and you find that you're not able to pay on time let the person know just mm. have that conversation i think sometimes when it comes to these payments
1: <clears throat> when it comes to clients like this it's very easy to you know, I talk about red client, red flag clients in my business a lot of the time, but the thing is, you know, it, it does take two to tango. And sometimes you have like that feeling when you onboard a client when it's just like, something's not quite right, but you really, really want to help them. And the intention is there. And it's like, the intention is good, right? You want to do something good. And sometimes you just dismiss it. But I think, I think it's good to sort of listen to this because much like this person was saying, it's not worth the sanity. Cause when, you know, maybe the money is good. And I had a story like this this week as well, where one of my clients came to me and she was talking about, Hey, I, there is this there is this client who wants to work with me and the money is really, really good, but somehow she's being really condescending. And the point is, you know, yes, the money is good, but if it means that you have to work longer out, you're paying them with something else, with your sanity, with your time, with your happiness, your family has to pay, your friends has to pay. And so
0: ultimately you're the one really paying for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's a common story. So mm. you know, I'm not going to yeah. add to that. I think you've just nailed it. So <laughs> this is uh, why you're think, here. Uh, I think
2: the moral is, you know, pay attention to that red flags and it's okay. Even if you don't know what they are, if your gut is saying, don't work with this client, then don't do it. Don't think, oh, well, there's no reason not to. So I'm going to do it. If your gut is going "Avoid, avoid, then listen to it because yeah. it knows why. Absolutely.
0: Right. Adina, do you want to read out your next one? Absolutely. So I met a new
1: client at a coffee shop. It's about meeting clients again. <laughs> we had chatted on Facebook Messenger and then over the phone and had agreed to go on and go ahead with the project. They had paid the deposit, so this was a kickoff meeting. I was there early, and when the client arrived, I could see them looking around. So I caught their attention and they came over to sit down. The first thing they said was, Oh, I thought you were older. The second was and I thought you were a blonde. What the hell? <laughs> I was, it was at this moment I realized they had confused me with someone else. We still work together, but it baffles me that they paid someone real money thinking they were someone
0: else. What? <laughs> <laughs> How? How yeah. is this possible? It sounds like, so there was contact before the meeting, but there was still that level of confusion. Like guys, know who you're paying. Yeah, I, but I also would have just asked and said, oh, sorry, can
2: I check that you're definitely this person who I think you are? Because turning around and saying, oh, you're a lot older and you're <laughs> blood, that's just a bit <laughs> rude. <laughs> that,
1: yeah, first of all, that's a bit rude. But also, I mean, we've all been at the point, I guess, where we've been looking at a service, like let's say brand design or web design or coaches or whatever it is, right? And maybe we've spoken to a few different people, but I don't think like confusing people who you're meeting i mean yeah that's confusing some people. level of sleep deprivation
0: <laughs> confusing people that you have act you've already paid money to yes i think that says a lot more about you than it does about them yeah so <laughs> i mean
1: hats off to the person during the meeting to the person who was saying like oh well we still work together but i mean i think there is a small part of me who would have been like I don't think we should.
0: And those little <laughs> red flags that we were talking about a minute, right?
1: Ago. <laughs> like a part of me is just like, depending on what it is, for instance, because then it's just like, okay, well, at least they met at a coffee shop; they weren't actually locked in a
2: door. It's just like
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't at someone's house.
2: Maybe because they had paid already, they thought, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. through with this. But just remember that even if someone has paid, you can always like yeah. refund. It's not a problem yeah. if something's not right. Like you said, Tommy, it's about those those red flags mm. again.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, right. Eloise, do you want to read your next one? So I was on a video call
2: with a potential client after being referred to them by a business acquaintance. As the call progressed, I had this feeling I knew the person. Some of the things they said and their mannerisms seemed so incredibly familiar. I subtly bought up my email and popped in their email address. And not only had we had a meeting before several years prior, but they, they disappeared without paying me on the project. They were the reason I started taking deposits. I helped them as best I could on the call but politely declined the new project work I'm glad they declined. <laughs> I was <gonna> say, <laughs> Uh, although the only thing I would say is, uh, well, I would have been like, I would have asked on the call. Because, I mean, the thing is, if it was like 20, 30 quid, fine, whatever. But if, if we're talking about a few hundred quid, I would have been like, oh, hang on. I just remembered who you were. We worked together and you still owe me some money. <laughs> um, I, I would actually, if there's a, a large amount of money on the table, I would have actually put my foot down there. Um, and the fact that they've, they've continued the call and help them with the call as well you know they're giving more away there um you know for a client who's undeservedly you know deserves it yeah absolutely
1: what what you said and the thing is right <clears throat> it's such a big testament to the fact that even though and I know women are very bad at this right? Just because it feels like it has a lot of these limiting beliefs that are being triggered, but take deposits, right? Take deposits, (laughs) take some of the payments beforehand when it comes to a service. I mean, if something's not right, you can always refund people, but take the money beforehand, have a deposit, just save Like make it safe so that working for a client not only feels safe for them, but also safe for you as the person running the business. I absolutely
2: agree. I feel like we've all been there in the the early stages as well. I mean, I remember when I was college and I did some work for a guy and I did loads of work and he was one of those nightmare clients that rang me you know around the clock but I was like oh I'm a college student this is extra experience this is amazing and uh yeah and he did a runner at the end of it so mm. yeah I
0: mean if you if you have been burned
2: like you're not yeah, like, no, absolutely oh there, it's very common so.
0: yeah I think yeah I know yeah. that I started taking deposits very early on because it's just one of those things that when especially when you're especially if you haven't built up that business savviness, if you are learning as you go, then there are certain things that you can have in place. And even if that's just a rough outline of terms and conditions in a contract, it doesn't have to be kind of, you don't have to pay hundreds and hundreds of pounds to a lawyer, although it does help, I would recommend it. Um, but taking a deposit, stating your terms, putting things in writing, all of those will help protect you should this happen. Um, But yeah, it's not a rite of passage or it doesn't have to be a rite of passage. But at the same time, you know, it's not uncommon. So, yeah. So me next. Right. Uh, I had a client who refused to pay me because he didn't like the logo I designed. I wasn't designing a logo. I was creating a business card for him using his existing logo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, that's oh no. He then didn't want to pay me because, so I pointed out it was his logo. He then didn't want to pay me because there was too much information on the business card. This is the information he had requested and I had advised against. It took six months for the design to be approved and for me to be paid for a business card design. Hashtag not worth it. As a fellow designer, my goodness. again deposits terms expectations
2: (laughs) i i'd also say especially with the with the six months like so i have a thing in my contract where if someone ghosts me whilst i'm waiting for advice then their their project ends um i don't do any more work for them if they then want to pick it up in future not only do they pay for whatever else needs to be done. But I also charge a hundred pound rescheduling fee because it's such a waste of time. And also just don't be afraid to chase up clients. Like if I don't hear from a client, I don't, cause I used to be that person that was like, Oh yeah, you get back to me whenever you need. There's no rush. Whereas now I'm like, I've got other clients, you know, you, you give me feedback or your project, you know, it, it's done that that's, this is I always take it so but um you know don't be afraid to crap the whip with your clients sometimes like it needs it needs to be done yeah I well, agree say I about
1: valuing your time right yeah and when you mm. value your own time ultimately everyone wins it's I think a lot of people are really afraid of boundaries and setting terms right we've talked about this like terms and conditions with the business but these terms and conditions aren't there to inhibit and cage clients, they're there so that business owners can do the work at the highest level. And so really, it's in everyone's best interest to keep to these terms, right? And just like Eloise was saying, it's just like, okay, well, there's a rescheduling for you. You're not doing this because you're being a monster, but clients have to be held accountable just as much as you have to be held accountable with the work that you're doing. And you can't, con- especially when you're designing things, when creativity is your job, Like you can't just switch on creativity like this, right? And when you have other clients and all of these things, there has to be some form of continuity. Yeah,
0: I agree. I would also add into this the mindset aspect because having that hanging over your head for six months, like knowing that there's not only the money being left on the table, but knowing you've got this nightmare client who is just hovering around, it's just, it's not going to be beneficial in any way to anything that you're doing. So, yeah. the syndrome galore. Yeah, absolutely. I just feel, yeah, literally hashtag not worth it. Like perfect end to that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Adina, do you want to read your next one? Yes. So the story is, I was
1: delivering a training program to 25 people with a large screen at front of room connected to my laptop i set everything up at the start of the- the day ready for when they arrived mid-morning the hotel had a power surge and it knocked out connectivity an it support guy came back in and reconnected everything i was still stood at front talking i turned to see my desktop on the screen for all to see including my before and after bikini pics that my husband took so one from the side and one from the back with my arms stretched out at the side i was mortified no to self don't leave things on your laptop desktop when I was reading this at first I thought they were gonna say porn yeah
2: like where this is
1: going it's just like yeah the naughty pigs. my husband took and they're like oh bikini because I'm just like that's okay
0: yeah like, we've seen we know what women look like in a bikini and also I would like to point out that this is wonderful and the fact that it was before and after because they've got the after in front of them as well so it's just showing off their achievement but speaking as someone who's quite a private person, that would be mortifying for 25 people to see your bikini photos in a meeting when you're trying to deliver training. I mean, continuing after that, you just you just need to move on, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a good icebreaker. It happened
1: to one of when I when I used to work in corporate, one of my friends, and I know this isn't necessarily a small business story, but it happened to someone else. One of my friends was going through his work documents and as he was showing them in, in like one of one of the photos like he had the photo app in the back and you wanted to minimize it to get to the browser but then the photo in the back was his naked girlfriend in the bathroom <laughs> 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 and he shut the lap down so fast
2: he was just like he did not see that <laughs> like see, so yeah, I had that at my, the last agency I was working at what happened to me as well not like to me it was my picture but my boss was showing me something and he was flicking through these pictures and his naked wife came up and he just went oh not that and I think I think the pictures was pictures of puppies as well and he was like yeah look at these puppies and then it's just like I I think he said like oh no not them puppies or something I was just like oh oh, my god yeah it's just it's not what you want,
1: is it? I mean, <laughs> in comparison, even. the bikini pictures are very docile. And actually, I think, I think, especially now in modern days, with all of that body positivity, you'd probably have us cheering at
0: the back being like, You've got go. Yeah. You've got yeah, good. Absolutely. yeah. And to be honest, the Zoom horror stories that started coming out at the beginning of lockdown of the number of people that were... <laughs> going to the loo. To go, yeah, <laughs> going to the loo, Naked partners in the
2: background. Like this, but completely naked, and he thought he had his video turned off, and he was just like, and everyone was shouting at him, going, "I don't know, James, James, turn your camera it. And he was just like in his room, in change.
0: Oh dear. Yeah, I just, I think that yeah, the world of video calls. <laughs> and she's back. <laughs> Yeah, I think that it is quite nice that it was such a positive thing, rather than you know porn or your husband walking around naked in the background. But yeah, just be mindful to know how the technology works when you're when you're using it. Just just the basics. Yeah.
2: Of don't, maybe don't have pics like that on your work. Completely. Or if you do, just own maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. Just yeah. stand by it, if right? You- it happens that is the
0: best route you just have to like make a joke or just own it and and just yeah. don't tell your partner if you accidentally show someone else a naked photo of them on your website. Oh,
2: my, my manager's wife was really good about it she was just like "Ah, you're a girl you've seen boobs that's <laughs> but what that's just just the saying. best
1: reaction right because I mean I, I, how many people do you think actually have uh, like and I mean, bikini photos, naked photos or whatever of their spouse on their laptop, on their work laptop, right? I think like the majority of people do. So is it really something that should be kept such a secret?
0: Like, obviously don't show them around, but it's just like, do we need to be that embarrassed about it? Yeah, don't incorporate them into your presentations and training, but you know. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we've got another one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. Next story, Aloise. Uh, I
2: think we're, yeah, story three. Okay, so when I was in the publishing industry and was documenting the NHS's birthday at a photo shoot, I was asked if I was squeamish and if I'd been in theatre before. My response was that I loved horror and hadn't been in theatre since my stint on Broadway. Anyway, long story short, I was thinking of the wrong theatre and ended up witnessing stomach surgery.
0: (gasps) Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> Look, yeah english language guys
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you would have thought nhs theater maybe yeah, maybe you know, it depends that. on how
0: the conversation comes up though i mean how many tangents do we go on when we're talking many mm, this is true
2: the thing is i mean i would say to that if she didn't like it like just like just ask if you can leave or leave. So I've actually seen live surgery before when I worked at a vet. Humans, or oh, can deal with that. Can't deal with human stuff. But because I worked in a vet, I, I'm, I'm fine with that stuff. And um, I did work experience there and they asked me if I wanted to come in to actually watch surgery. And they said it can get very heavy, very intense, very stuffy. Like if you need to leave at any point, just, just go, but obviously don't knock anything over don't touch anything so yeah I would just say like if if you're not cool with something just be honest and say actually I'm this is no I need to step out don't just stand there going (laughs) sound advice sound advice when you don't like something just
0: stop it yeah and again I think (laughs) that there's there's something around um understanding the expectations at the start again of the project like is this something are you both on the same page because if you're not not only is it bad for the client potentially not getting what they were looking for I know that this is quite an amusing mm. uh, anecdote but if you were to take something from it I would say make sure that you agree the expectations up front.
2: Yeah that's a good point actually because you would suddenly be a bit like oh I wasn't expecting to see live surgery mm-hmm. today but okay it's just feel like it's something they should have mentioned like oh by the way we are doing this are you okay to do this because also if you're planning in surgery and you've got like a photographer around you like you want to like plan that in advance? yeah I imagine the lighting's Just, quite key yeah
0: Ba-dum. Ba-dum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just need to dim it a bit but yeah no I love what you said there because ultimately really I think sometimes we're a bit afraid to ask questions right because mm-hmm. we, we're terrified of looking unprofessional we're terrified of giving people the idea that we didn't get it at the first point. But I think asking questions is always one of the best things that we can do because, you know, especially when you're in situations where it's like, like with the first story when you're locked in a house or with the second story, when it's just like, just communicate, you know, it's like, Mm. we're not, I think we have to
0: get over the fact that asking questions doesn't make anyone look silly. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's such a, such a good point. I think, There seems to be a fear. That whole unprofessional thing is something that I know that I really struggled with at the beginning of my business because during the day, I would like at my day job, not just during the day and by night, but during the day at my day job, I would ask questions. I'd run that team. I'd know exactly what to do. I would communicate effectively. But when it came to my stuff, it was almost like I felt like I was being set back to the start of my career because it was in a different context And I was so worried about what other people would think if I had to ask a question, when actually, if I'd asked that question, it would have saved me hours of time, stress, would have made me more money because I wouldn't have been wasting those hours. And then the client feels like more secure in what you're doing because you've had that communication. So yeah, ask questions, guys. Be curious. Always be curious.
2: And the, and the amount of times that I've actually like asked a question thinking it's really stupid and the client has gone, Oh yeah, good catch. Oh, I'm glad you've said that. Cause blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah,
0: blah, blah. So
2: always yeah, worth it. Absolutely.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So the, we've got three one line stories and then I've got the finisher as one last story. <laughs> <laughs> so here is the one line story that I have for you guys, which made me laugh. Um, the first video I ever posted to my YouTube channel, some muppet—I did change that word—some muppet left a comment asking me to wee on camera next time. No. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> no. There's a culture of sleazy DMs, it's like in LinkedIn and everywhere oh. else. Oh my! Can you imagine? Oh, really?
2: that. I mean, <laughs> you,
0: how do you respond? How did they respond to that? And how would you respond to that? Oh, how would I, I don't know how I would respond to that. I'd probably flip between being super sarcastic.
2: I would have gone in with something like really over the top professional, like, hi Tim, thank you so much for your comment and feedback. While we do appreciate this feedback, I do find that that's probably not suitable for our viewers.
0: Have a nice day and just... Yeah, I think like, (laughs) it's a beautiful freeze, (laughs) right? It's a beautiful freeze. (laughs) (laughs) I think like, I would be torn between the professional side of me professional in bunny is would want to delete the comment um Because I think that I would probably be quite upset at the fact that I had put myself out there on this new channel and that this was one of the comments that I got or the first comment that I got. But the other part of me would just want to be really, really sarky. And it's like, well, actually, I can incorporate this into my coaching services if you'd be interested to learn how to communicate more efficiently with young women in your area. (laughs) Right, I think
1: think we need to have a talk and get the HR department involved. But also, this is one of the premium
0: services that you can acquire for a million dollars. (laughs) I always welcome feedback and we'll see if we can incorporate this into a paid service just for you (laughs) (laughs) up front no refunds may not uphold our end of the bargain right (laughs) (laughs) oh it's just so cringy though why would you think that that was appropriate oh but there are so many
1: things that you see on the internet where it's just like why would you think that's okay to say Right. I mean, the internet is glorious in a way because it allows us to connect with so many people and the internet allows us to create movements without having to physically be there, right? But then the internet also allows a lot of people to anonymously post some shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like those comments, they're just, look, if you're the kind of person who's listening to this, just don't. Just don't post those comments. Don't listen to this. Unsubscribe. I don't want you in my little world, but it's not okay. No, it's, it's not like, okay.
2: It's really just some, like, 15-year-old that's just like, oh, I've been dead to do it or yeah, something. Yeah, but then again,
0: that, I mean, this is a bigger question and a bigger issue is the fact that 15-year-olds seem to think that that's okay because they see other people who are older doing it. It is for another day. <laughs> um, right, Adina, do you want to share your, your one-line story?
1: I will share my one-line story. <laughs> I'm a wedding photographer and my first ever wedding had a runaway. That was awkward. I mean, how do you, how do you then make sure that you get paid? Do you stay there for the
0: day? Do you
1: stay there for the day? And do you still take pictures? Is it just like business as usual?
0: Is that an Instagram post? It's just like, yeah, great, great wedding. Is there a blog content in there about the top 10 things to do with your day if your bride doesn't run up? It's just like, I've had an invisible, or was it the bride or the groom that ran? I don't know. <laughs> I just assumed Ooh. the bride, my goodness.
1: Right? Like, or, or or could it be two brides or two grooms, right? Like, we don't know. That's the point. It's just like, but whoever ran, it's just like, do you photograph them and then just Photoshop
0: them in? <laughs> <laughs> Just That, yeah, that's, that's tricky. Here's a, here's
1: a photo of the crowd looking incredible. Just imagine. It's just like you take a picture just as you, and, and what if you didn't realize that they made a runner, but you've already
0: taken pictures and you wondered why the crowd looked really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because to be honest, if it was the groom that had done a runner, like guys in suits are pretty pretty generic sorry sorry to all the males out there <laughs> you're in a suit, you're generic but um like I think that you would notice more if a bride wasn't there maybe it's just like I see I see
1: a veil floating yeah. floating to the woods the pub at the other end trying to get a whiskey <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean there's so much in all there's so much that goes into um wedding photography up to the wedding though because you've got all the all the preparation beforehand you've also got all of the shots that you take of them getting ready so uh, again contracts people contracts deposits payment payment beforehand insurance yeah (laughs)
2: Especially with something like a wedding, because you think, like, I mean, think about the florists. They've probably like had their payment and it, and is all done, and the flowers are just there on mm-hmm. a day. I mean, you've booked a day for these people, mm-hmm. so you know that's otherwise that could be a day you could be spending at a wedding, but does go ahead and you know taking pictures for that. So uh-huh. yeah, it is. Well, I hope they like took their say, payment
1: beforehand. <laughs>
2: Yeah, payment beforehand and contract. It's always a good idea. Yeah. Contract, deposit, yeah. payment
1: beforehand. Good.
2: Yeah. And even if it does seem silly, if you are a Reading photographer, don't be afraid to stipulate something like that in your contract. Like, I'm sorry, but even if in the unlikely event that there is a runner, you will still be charged for the day. Maybe, obviously, not as brash as that, <laughs> We've but don't be. Maybe-
0: we got to I walking <laughs> up with the invoice. It's like, so I hear that uh, one of the key members didn't turn up. I need you to. Can you just? There's my stripe link. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what did Was it in Two Broke Girls?
1: Do, have you ever watched The Two Broke Girls?
2: No. Yeah.
0: Tell
1: you, should, bro- you need to watch it. But there's like one episode where they are making a big cake for a wedding. And it was Lindsay Lohan, but obviously she didn't act as herself. But this bride was very fickle and she would constantly change her mind, but they wouldn't get paid until after the bride would have said yes. Right. Um, and so eventually they, they they never got paid in the end, but they tried to sort of mask it a little bit. They're just like, come on, you, you need to say yes to the groom. You need to walk down this aisle because otherwise we can't get paid.
0: Oh my goodness. So yeah, I think, I think, think about the unlikely things that are going to happen, like getting smacked in the face with a bat or yeah. having someone do a runner or a business car taking six months and just, just, just cover yourself. Just make sure that your business is kind of, you know, get your foundations in line. Solid <laughs> yeah. advice. I, f-
2: I feel so bad that that was like her first client, yeah. though. Just could you imagine? First client, oh, you've oh, right. got right. nice many food weddings now.
0: before? Well,
2: half of one. <laughs> sort of. <laughs>
1: kind of. Can we, can we get a testimonial from them? Well,
2: one of them. <laughs> can we get a testimonial from the one? I think also. <laughs> oh, wait, which would be worse? The testimonial. The or the one that ran.
0: I don't know, get both and just pick.
2: Yeah, see which one's. Better. It's going to be
0: such an emotional day though, because that's that's like that is going to drain you emotionally as well. So get some self care routines knocked on in there as well. Cool, right, Eloise? Do you want to go with your one line story? So I had hay fever in a face to face
2: client meeting and blew a snot oh, bubble. No. <laughs> Oh, no. That is brilliant. I'm sorry. That is so funny. I mean,
0: like, you can't control (laughs) bodily functions, I guess, but that's just poor timing. That is poor timing.
2: I mean, well, this is the thing that I'd say here. So face-to-face client meeting, if you, I mean, the thing is with hay fever is it can strike Mm -hmm. any time, but if you are starting to feel bad, if you're starting to feel ill or, you know, something's going on, You know, you can always call these client meetings off and rearrange them for another day. A face-to-face, again, I feel like Zoom or telephone is the best way to go. It feels like all of
1: these stories are going in the same direction. Don't meet people face-to-face. Don't meet people (laughs) in
2: person. Yeah, I mean, it's a great time for it, 2020, not to meet people in person, but... Yeah, I mean, and again, it's a similar story to bikini thing. If something like that happens, just go confident. Just, just laugh about it. Make a joke. These things happen. It's not pretty, but you know, we've all blown a snot bubble in our life before. It's yeah, hello, ransom twenty twenty quotes to
0: live by. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just kind of if something like that happens, just. Embrace the moment and move on. It's a wonderful story to share. <laughs> I love it. Very That's brave.
2: My favourite
0: Yeah. Awesome. Right. I have one last story to share with you guys, which just... Oh my goodness! It made me laugh so much. So it's a little bit longer. Settle on in. Grab your cuppa. So early on in my business journey, I met a guy meeting clients, who was setting up an agency. We met over coffee and had a good chinwag about what he was looking for, my experience, and how we could work together. My alarm bells didn't go off straight away. It was more of a gradual fade in. Always good. He liked his buzzwords just a little bit too much for my liking and spent a lot of time convincing me that he was super knowledgeable in his field and had all of the books to prove it brilliant it began to look and (laughs) just sorry this sentence really made me laugh it began to look and sound distinctly like willy waving and I realized oh that's a new one this is why I didn't want to edit this story too much it was just so good um (laughs) yeah it it began to look and sound distinctly like willy waving and I realized he was going in for the hard sell Much as I was flattered that he wanted to work with me, it began to turn me off just like an overkeen date. I decided to get my ass out of there as soon as politely possible and began to wind the conversation up. Picking up on my signals, he delivered a killer blow right before we parted ways, an opportunity to work with some really big clients. And I'm not going to lie, for a moment, I was really tempted. But as we said goodbye, and I found myself on the fence about whether to say yes or no, he made my decision for me in a heartbeat. Just as I walked away, he made a gun with his fingers and said, it's time to innovate and create, Sophie. Are you with us? Which is his company strap line. He uh, he said his company strap line to this person. I nearly vomited on my shoes. And no, I was not with him. Not one little bit. So my first thought is there are so many innuendos in this particular story. (laughs) I know. I I know. Just for clarity, it's not someone called Sophie. We changed the name for for privacy. Privacy. But, oh, my goodness, that story was just so well written. That was really (laughs) well written. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh,
1: I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's bad enough that you get people on the Internet who think it's okay to... Send you, I mean, it's like we're in an age where people send you friend requests, say, hey, how are you? By the way, do you want to join this thing that I'm doing? Right? That's bad enough. But then to actually have someone name the
0: company strapline to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also the whole. Right? <laughs> oh, and trying to convince the whole buzzword thing. It's like, I think everyone. I say this as a sweeping generalization. I know that it's taken me a while to try and work out which corporate language I still use and which I don't. And it's a hard thing to break because you know you circle on back to it repeatedly and then put a pin in it to one side. But it's something that you overcome. But when you actively use your buzzwords, and it was the fact that it was like what was it? He spent a lot of time convincing me that he was super knowledgeable. It's like, if you're trying to hire an expert, it's helpful to know where you are in your levels, but generally you're hiring them for their expertise. So it doesn't matter if you're knowledgeable or not, because if you're not doing it on your own, you're hiring someone to help.
1: But this is something that where I also have to say is, I don't think I would take on a client, like, and I know that they obviously didn't in this case, right? But I don't think I would even continue that conversation further. If someone, if I get the feeling that someone was trying to convince me that they're an expert, because it just gives me a really big sign that they're like, as, as someone in the coaching industry, it shows me that they're maybe not ready to be coached, which is, you know, which is fine, which is okay. But it just, it just, again, that's another like red flag for me, which is something that I just wanted to mention because it's something that If they were to take on, there are so many women out there who would probably still take this on, right? Because sometimes, especially in the beginning, when the mindset isn't right, it's just like, oh, but the money is good. Oh, but the opportunity is good. They're a bit sleazy. They're a bit gross. It's a bit weird, but the money is good. And, you know, I'm so glad that this person didn't do it. But that, yeah, that would be such a major red flag. And I'd be like, you know what? It's fine. I love that you know so much, but not for me. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Eloise.
2: (laughs) I'm just so glad that she actually paid attention to the red flag. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've been in business long enough that if something happened like that to us, we'd all probably be like, yeah, okay, no. But like Adina said, you know, when you are new, there's this whole, you've got so much like, oh, but should I do it? Oh, it's a great opportunity, you know? And it is just about trusting that gut. If it doesn't feel right, if there, because you never know, there might be someone that is thinking, yeah, I'd love to work with someone like that. But it's just not for you, so yeah. Making sure that clients are a good fit, and again, face-to-face meeting just just don't bother. They just they're just never worth it. Like I just I've never seen the benefit of a face-to-face meeting. <laughs> I don't really do them.
1: You save on parking fees and potentially having to wait in traffic with travel. Mm. You know, yeah. you you could yeah. have a drink together because none of neither of you have to drive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Endurance.
1: right. You can like I've had I've had situations where I've had a glass of wine with some of my clients because it was the evening for both of us, and we're just like, okay, well, let's have a you know. Some might tout that as
0: unprofessional. We had fun, <laughs> and that's important <laughs> in business is to have fun. Very much so. Absolutely. I'd also say that it's not just how much easier it makes it for you and your client, but also as a business, it opens up a whole new world that you can actually work with clients globally. Yeah you're restricted to do mm. unless you're willing to pay to go and fly wherever they are like you do open the doorway to have and welcome clients from anywhere that you want you you're, you're open. it's a better business decision to have that um structure in place to do uh, virtual meetings well it's smart but also it's you know
1: especially in the beginning it's like oh for anyone who's just like oh i don't have enough time in the day
2: mm.
0: Just by cutting out meetings and doing it online, you save so much time. Yeah, absolutely. I find that I can manage my energy a lot better as well, which is something corporate Tammy would never have said. But I can manage my energy much better knowing that I've got, right, I've got these three meetings booked in. I'm not having to drive everywhere. I'm not going to be, like, physically exhausted as well as mentally drained. So You can nap in between. can nap in between, yeah. unlimited tea, because yes. that's an important thing for me. Oh, Yes. <laughs> And hey, I've got cats in the office as well. So win-win for, win-win on my part, win-win for the client. Um, Cool. Thank you so much, guys. What we'll do is we'll wrap up. So I think the key points that we can take away are meeting clients face-to-face is not all that great. Um, Make sure that you've got terms and conditions and contracts in place to protect you from any unexpected issues that may occur. Deposits and payment upfront is essential to protect your business and make sure that you're being reimbursed at any time that you spend and look out for those red flags. Do you guys have anything else that you'd want to add to that? I think you've summed it up perfectly.
1: Yeah. You can just become a little bit more confident in yourself, right? I think that's the overarching overall message is there is no right or wrong way to do business. There's only the way that feels good for you. And I think for any business owner out there, certainly a lesson that I had to learn myself, and I'm sure you guys agree, it's this whole thing of trusting yourself with that the
0: way that you run business is right for you. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because when it feels right for you, it'll naturally feel better for your clients. Perfect. All right, guys. So let's go to Adina first. Where can the listeners find more about you? Where Where would you like them to come and find you? So I hang out a lot on my free Facebook
1: group, Make Business Your Bitch. Um, any woman who wants to learn how to sell with a lot more grace and ease uh, is very welcome to join. Um, and I also hang out a lot in my email and send emails to my wonderful audience once a week. So that's where you can generally find me.
0: Awesome. And you, Eloise, where can our listeners find more of you?
2: Um, so yeah, I'm hanging out on Instagram at this is Eloise. And then, yeah, also my free Facebook group, which is uh fempreneurs website, marketing and business success group. So yeah, you can find me on Instagram or in my
0: Facebook group. So what I'll do is I'll pop all of the links in the show notes below. So if you want to find out more about Eloise and Adina, you can check them out in the show notes. Go and have a look at their groups. There's so much value and so much information in there. I really, really recommend checking them out. Um, so thank you so much for joining me today, guys. This has been a blast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us.
2: This has been so fun. I've been loving these stories. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> okay, so join us next week when I'm joined by Claire Ransom, who's the founder of Lazy Flora, and we discuss how to build a business with heart focused values. But until then, I hope you found this entertaining and I hope you found it informative as well as always all the links will be in the show notes and i'd love to continue this conversation and hear your horror stories over in our facebook community which is the brand lounge so i will see you guys there